Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakuryu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of August 27th, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And that's about it. Unfortunately, Luna has some family problems that she has to take uh, care of, and she won't be joining us today, so it's a lovely Dos Compadres episodes with both me and you, Gray. Like old times. Like good old times. How you been and what you been listening to? I've been really good. It's been... uh, I started going back to school this week, substituting, and been subbing subbing for bands, and that room, like, there's not really a whole lot, like, you can do, and there's um, a lot of banging and and stuff, so what I've been doing, I've just been listening, like, stuff that I, I haven't really got a chance to listen to in a while. Uh, and I've really been going back and listening to Dice's Every Season album. I've been listening to that on repeat, and it's really good. Uh, I'm still listening to Some Baby. I love that. I love that track. I think Ballistic Boys has absolutely killed it with their latest release, and I think it's lovely. I've also been listening to Jung Kun Suk's latest single, um, Amagoi. It has a really, just really good track. Very stylish. And I've also been listening to this week's MC a lot. Like I've had their music on repeat all week and I've been having a hard time tearing myself away from them. I'm not going to lie. So I'm I'm very eager and excited to talk about uh, music corner this week. And I've also been jamming to seven orders. Amega Hajimari no Aizu. Like that's still, Ken, I'm not going to lie. That that might be my favorite song so far for the year. Like, I, I love that song. It, it's so good. <laughs> like, it, it's like, so... When I, saw, when I saw it appear on it, I was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Gray is going to like it, but I'm not too sure how much he would have liked it. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know. Apparently to the max. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It's easily in my top five. It might be number one. Honestly, some babies in my top five, two of the year so far. Yeah, like an emotion. Like those are like the three front runners right now for me. I, like it's been it's been a good year. Uh, it's been a good couple months at least. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm eager, bud. What have you been listening to? How have you, so, how have you been doing? Oh, I I mean I just came back from from where I was, so there's that. But I've been listening to a various amount of things, so uh, I'm pretty sure. You guys are listening to Sukisha, and I know how certain people would have liked that, so I'll say that much. Uh, I listened to Official Higedondism's latest album, Editorial. Their lead song, or the main attraction for the song for Editorial, is Apoptizo. And that's actually really good because they slow it down so much, so, and it doesn't sound like a song that they haven't done before. It just. It's. I'm liking what Official Hike is doing right now because they they finally understood that they can't be chasing Pretender. They need to evolve and do something different, and which, with editorial, they have been, which I really, really appreciate. I've been also listening to Otto's latest single called I Takute, which is actually really, really good. Coming from me, from someone who's not really a good fan of Otto, she actually does a ballad song, 
and it really does prove, like I mentioned in my own Gakka Go, it really does prove that she can do a lot more than just her usual range, and which is good for, which is a good mark for a vocalist because she can probably take as whatever comes her way. So, I've been also listening to a lovely Neighbors Complain, that lovely rock band, and with their latest single, On and On, which is actually really, really good. I highly recommend that. i also been listening to Mo Moon's latest single, Kimi no Tonari Taiyo no Shitade, which is actually really good. I was really afraid that they would have broken up after their lovely appeal with Avex, but here we are. And one of the songs on the Orkan, but we'll be back on that just a little bit. I want you to... I'll leave a um, a lovely game for you, Gray, on what song that I picked from th- the Oricon. I, th- I think I know, but you might... You have a way of surprising me, so I, I will... I'm very eager to hear what it is, but yeah. Yes. Do you want me to guess now, or do you want me to guess at the top of the Oricon? Well... Well, guess at the top of the Oricon. <laughs> awesome. So with that, let's go into this week's topic here. And this one was a very interesting one. So for the last couple of weeks, I know I haven't been on for it, but we've been doing this whole new series of mini corner lights, so to speak. So basically, we pick a genre and an artist and kind of see like if we were to introduce that group to someone, how would we do it? So basically, it is mini corner light. And... Obviously, the this time around, it, it is a male R&B singer or vocalist, and I had the lovely chance to choose Syrup once again. Now, honestly, this was a very easy pick for me as soon as we I heard that we were going to do this genre for the male side, and it would have to have been our first music corner that we've done, which is Syrup. Now... You know, honestly, what else can I say about him that I hadn't said over the last three years? Well, for one thing, he really did pop out as a talent over the last two years since we did his original Music Corner. You know, with a a bunch of releases, with an album, a mini album, and a bunch of digital singles and collaboration singles. And to the point that he, he gained such popularity with his song, Your Love, which is currently being used as the main advertisement for YouTube Premium in Japan. And you can kind of see that. It's obviously his most highly energetic song and more positively charged in point of lyrics that Serp has ever done. And it honestly hooked me on first listen from you know his EP, CIY. And he gives off that larger-than-life experience. And it's just absolutely unforgettable. And the backup band that really kind of goes with him throughout the music video is all his friends. And it really kind of shows that camaraderie throughout the music video if you guys watch it. so. And now picking a song more towards his style, I did pick Hopeless Romantic. You know, the lyrics and compositions really spoke to me. And it really stopped me from whatever I was doing and kind of just going into his work and zoning in. And it really just shows how talented he is with his craft. And, you know, besides that, you know, he also hasn't been really shy with his collaboration work with the, over the last couple of years. That one of the points is keep in touch. 
is a song that I absolutely love featuring guest vocalist Sumin. And right out of the gate, the piano presence was just fantastic. And paired with Syrup's vocals, made it a match made in heaven. And the guest vocalist Sumin, who is of Korean descent, brings that foreign feel to the song, having her parts mostly sung in Korean with Syrup joining in. And it it really does work. And it kind of reminds me of the first collaboration that he did way back when. And where he also had a Korean artist at that time. And it really just gelled really t- together. So going back to Syrup, how did you like this artist kind of going back to him? Yeah, because honestly, I, I really fell in love with Syrup when we first covered him. And, uh, you know, I... I then we get lost in the weeds when we do the show and stuff like that. It's like I I been meaning to go back to him, just haven't gotten around to it. And I, I was really glad you picked him. Uh, if you hadn't, I was going to. And uh, I I really like the tracks that you picked, uh, especially uh, your love and keep in touch, because uh, those two tracks are really good and they're more upbeat. Like I remember when we first covered syrup he was really known for his laid-back style and it seems like he's branched out a lot since you know since we first covered him and he's doing more upbeat tracks and stuff like that and i really like those two really stood out to me because that you know i like my upbeat i like that more energetic style of music so those two tracks right there, I really, really liked a lot. Hopeless Romantics is really good too, though. And it is more in, I would say, his traditional style. But it's got a lot, it's it's very easy to love about it. You know, it's it's very cl- much classic syrup, and it reminds you why you like him so much. And yeah, I, I do. I liked all three of these tracks that you picked, and I was able to check out a little bit more of his Cure album. Which is really good. It's a really good album from what I've heard. I haven't no, I haven't checked out the whole thing, but I was also checking out Journey earlier today, and that's a really good song too. I that one really stood out to me, and I really liked that one. So I'm glad you picked him. I, I really like, I really liked going back to Syrup, and I need I actually need to add a couple of songs to my my music uh, library, so to speak. So. I, I think uh, you did an excellent job with this one. Yeah, going back to you know saying that Helpless Romantic was a more of traditional style for him. You know, he started a Western English campaign, starting from Helpless Romantic, and so there is an English version of that song floating around on the internet right now, and it's it's fairly decent. And I I prefer the original Japanese version, obviously, but you know. Just so that if you guys are interested, there is an English version for a Helpless Romantic that kind of gives you a little taste of what Syrup is mostly about. So let's continue on with yours before we continue on with Luna's here. Yeah, and and I will say, because uh, R&B is Luna's like genre, I, it, it sucks she couldn't be here because she, she was really hyped to do this. So, uh, but... Yeah, for me, I'm 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 almost the opposite of Luna. Uh, R and B is just not a genre I listen to a whole lot. So I I actually had a really hard time finding somebody, and instead of going with an artist or performer, I wound up going with a 
kind of a rock band, sort of. They're a fusion band. Uh, their name is Spicy Soul, and uh, they do a fusion of uh, they do a fusion of uh, rock, funk, and R and B. So they do um, soul, soul. You forget soul. soul. Yeah. But yes, uh, uh, most of their most of their song is considered soul, though. Yeah, yes, neo soul or neo soul. Yeah, I think I think is yeah because because they are in the R and B slash soul genre on Apple Music. That's what they're labeled as. Even though Apple Music's not the most reliable, but I checked these guys out and they're really they're really good. They're really good. I I wound up really liking a lot of the tracks that I uh, that I listened to. Actually, I've yet to hear a song I don't like by them. But uh, one of those, the tracks I really went wanted to go with was their latest single, "So What." It's this nice mm-hmm. little upbeat number that just really get, gets the. It's it's got like a soul feel to it, but it's very upbeat and fun. Like you can hear some trumpets in the background. It's just this really fun style, and I I I cannot recommend "So What" enough. Uh, one of the other songs I I wanted to recommend is the "The Night Is Still Young" featuring Rude Alpha, who is still my boy. I, I think Rude Alpha is probably my favorite rapper in the Japanese music industry. Personally, my personal favorite. And I I didn't know that he did a collaboration song with Spicy Soul. So when I heard this, I was like, oh, yes. Uh, so honestly, this song just gets a lot of mileage just because he's in it. But it's a really good track. And really, I think Rude Alpha just brings his A game to this one. But the compositions is really good, and that's the thing that I've really liked about Spicy Soul is they have really good compositions. Now they are a four-member band, like I said, they're not a artist in the tr- traditional sense, as like a solo performer. It is four guys, but you know, they they have this really good sound that really just comes together, and like and like I said, it's really good soul music and yeah so ironically i've i've known them for quite a long time i've, I've known them since night is still young <laughs> featuring rudolph in fact i sent you this song a while back <laughs> you probably did yeah and you i probably checked it out and i was like hey this is good and just kind of forgot to, to add it to my library <laughs> I, i'm glad i was i was able to do them just because uh you know, like we're always trying to find new groups and groups like you may not have heard of and stuff. And I had, like, I had not really heard of Spicy Soul, and that you know they really just kind of came out of the left field. And I, I did, I really liked them a lot. Um, two of the other songs that I picked just real quick is Mellow Yellow, which is on their Mellow Yellow album. Hashtag Good Day is really good too. That's a really fun and interesting song. And Mellow Yellow is this nice, fun. It it's mellow and not at the same time. It's this interesting fusion sort <laughs> of thing remind, they have going it, on. It, it reminds me just like the Mellow Yellow Soda, where yes. it has it's it's smooth and buttery, but does still have that little kick. So to yes, speak. that's a good that's a good metaphor, and I think that's what they were going for. Honestly. I don't know if they know what the hell is Mellow Yellow, though. So. I mean, Mellow Yellow's been around for years. I would imagine they've heard of it. 
But some things might not be internationalized. Uh, that's true too. That's true too. Uh, Let's just but, say this much: people didn't know what Snickers was in Japan until Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's fun. But uh, what was uh, I? You I know you're familiar with them, Ken. Uh, what it, were your thoughts of Spicy Soul? So I mean, like I said earlier, I've I've known of them for at least at least a couple of years ago now, and you know, I I really like their work. So what is obviously a a a hitter gem and was added into my list about I want to say when it first originally released. So, but there's not much I can add on. I I believe this would have been probably in my Ongakugo, because it was in the beginning of the year, but you know how it is. You get sh- it gets lost in a little bit of the shuffles. But oh, yes. It was, it, it's been in my top listens for the month when it did release back in June. And, you know, they do have that very interesting style for especially being a a band for a composition for doing R&B and soul music. Which I don't mind. Like, like honestly, if you weren't going to pick them, I would have chose them as a backup as well, because of what they've been doing as of late. Plus, they are an artist that I've been wanting to dive in just a tad bit more. So, but yeah, with that, let's continue on to Luna's artists here, and because it is this genre is in her wheelhouse, she did kind of go a little bit hard, and she chose the lovely artist of Simba. Now, <laughs> it it was very interesting that she chose Simba because she originally was not in the R&B genre when he first appeared, but <laughs> a lot of his more modern stuff is, so that, I'll let that slide, <laughs> which is good because you need an artist to evolve, so. And Queen de Luna, you know, you know, Simba was an easy pick with her, and, you know, she's followed him on and off throughout the many collaboration artists, which she's done, and you can kind of tell that in her in her picks I believe four out of six of them are collab artists so (laughs) and you know he has such a very interesting style he has a smooth and sultry vocals that kind of just melt your heart and his soulful his soulful voice is just really perfect for ballads which I kind of can agree with because his ballads are absolutely phenomenal i really like his ballot works and what he does best is mainly kind of gravitates towards to these kind of tracks and it kind of just really helped the listener kind of get into that kind of mood you know his, his social vocals really does well with you know his first collaboration that luna really liked from her from him which is from hiromi and you know, it actually really does kind of combine very, very well. And the chemistry that they kind of bounce from the, each other is actually really, really good. And from there, you know, she listened to various lot amount of tracks, such as, you know, Last Man by AK-69, Last Song featuring Leo and Lugs and Juras, and Semi Double featuring Cream, which I'm pretty sure we can all assume that she just absolutely loved because of the other featuring artists that is uh, appropriate to it. But, you know, 
for me, I really like Simba when he does his ballads. You know, it's a hit or miss when he does his collabs because it kind of goes into that hard rap. But for the most part, I absolutely loved his ballad works. And, you know, My Girl was really, really good. And one one of my favorite tracks done by him. What what did you think about Simba, Graham? You know, I'm glad you pointed it out because when I was going through this earlier, I don't know why, but I did not notice that all these minus two were featuring guest artists. Man, I missed that entirely. But no, I really liked. Uh, I really liked a lot of the ones that she picked, minus my girl. It's okay. It's auto-tuned <laughs> a lot. Yeah, that's that. That's my only gripe with it. But besides that, <laughs> I mean, everything else about the song is fantastic. But like, he auto-tunes literally the whole song. Yeah. And uh, but no, uh, his ballads are really good. Um, Kiseki featuring Hiromi was amazing. Bang Around, uh, which featured High D and Joystick, which is re- really good. Last Man was surprising. I wasn't expecting that one, and it was really good. Uh, I, I'm, I did like he has really good vocals, and he does he does tend to do a lot of work with other people. And I'm heard of this is really my first introduction to his music. Like I've heard of Simba. Luna's talked about him several times, so. It wasn't like I had never heard of him, but I had never checked out any of his music. And so this was a fun opportunity to kind of dive into that wheelhouse a little bit. And it, it was fascinating. Yeah. It, it was fascinating. Yeah, just just hearing him in passing is just, just a little taste, but kind of sitting down with his music is a little yeah. bit something else, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I can see why she likes him so much. Like, he's got skills, and uh, he's, he's really good. And he... He knows how to work with song compositions that really complement his vocals and like knows what he's going for. So I, I do. I think uh, she did a great job. And honestly, honestly, I would, I would, I would probably recommend Simba to you know somebody who isn't really into R and B. Like, oh hey, why don't you give uh, Simba a try? You might find a track that you might like. So yeah, I, yeah, no, I think um, I think this is a really good pick, and I. I like I hate she's not here to champion her her pick, but that's that, that's how it is, unfortunately. That's how it is. But but yeah, with that, with that, let's continue on to this week's music corner here. And this week, since it's a your artist, Greg, why don't you take the reins? Yeah, uh, this is a group I'm real. I've been I'm really eager to talk about. Uh, I first came across this group about a year ago. I. I was dating my wife at the time and I was just kind of going through some music while at her place, always trying to find new music corners to talk about. And I had kind of forgot about them. And then it was, it wound up being my time now. And I was like, I was just scrolling through groups that I had downloaded and I I came across white jam and I was like, it's like, you know what? Let me go back to white jam. And I was looking at one of the vocalists of the group. He has a lot of solo work stuff. And I was thinking about doing him, and I saw that he was a member of White Jam. So it, it kind of all came together. And uh, so, yeah, I picked uh, White Jam, which is a three-member co-ed vocal group. And they formed all the way back in 2011. Uh, the members of the group are Shirose, uh, Gashima, and Nikki. 
and uh, the two main vocalists is Shirose and Nikki, while Gashima is more of a rapper for the group than he is a vocalist. Uh, in 2011, they signed under Universal Sigma record label. That's where they are today. And uh, over the course of their career, they've released uh, they've released nine albums, and their first album being uh, Giu Jikan from uh, in 2014. Uh, their latest album, which on Apple Music is labeled an EP. But on their official website, it's labeled an album, so take that what you will. Well, uh, EP is mini album, so it's probably yeah. considered it. They probably just don't have a a clarification of what is a mini album to full album. It to them, it's just an album. <laughs> probably, yeah. And and well, and when I was doing the artist, like I thought, like they didn't have a lot of their music, but. Actually, I think a lot of their music is on Apple Music. It's just labeled as, uh, like, it's just all in their singles and EPs and, and stuff like that because they tend to have short, shorter albums. But, yeah, so it's a mini album. Yeah, it's so. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, but, uh, yeah, no, White, White Jam is really... And they do have uh, best hits that dropped last year if you want to deep dive into them, which is... Really, honestly, I think the best place to start because that's a really good album in my my humble opinion. Uh, but yeah, uh, White Jam is just a really good vocal trio. Uh, think of in the vein of for me like Triple A, uh, but just three three members instead of two. And uh, yeah, uh, Shirose and Nikki are really, I, I think this, I mean, Gashima is really good too. He has a, he's a really freaking good rapper. Don't get me wrong, but it, but Shirose and Nikki's vocals are really, I think the heart and soul of this group. She, Shirose's vocals, like if I could sing like that dude, my word, I love Shirose's vocals. I think he is a phenomenal vocalist and him and Nikki work really, really well together. And then Gashima just comes in with that rap. And I mean, it's really good cadence. I just absolutely loved it. And uh, their style of music is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, this One of my absolute favorite songs and that, I mean, I have listened to this song, I don't know how many times. Uh, this Just this week alone is Silent Night. It is a holiday song. I, I will give it that. But I mean, you could play this any time of the year, and I don't think anybody would notice it's a holiday song unless like you're fluent in Japanese and you're listening to the lyrics. Now, there's also an English version of Silent Night, and to my knowledge, that was the only one I could find that had an English version. They might have more, but uh, the English version of Silent Night is very interesting. And I do prefer the Japanese. I think it just flows better in Japanese than it does in English. But it's a still very good performance nonetheless, and I highly, highly recommend it. Um, real quick, uh, Usoski is also a really good song, and uh, that that's like a good mid-tempo track. And that's the first track on their... Uh, 
best of collection. So, you know, they really start off the album with a real solid number, I, I felt like. And then one song I personally liked, I, I think this is probably the more controversial one, is I really like TikTok, so I, I kind of gave that one a shout out. And that's like one of their dance numbers, because uh, I wanted to do like a show, like they do kind of like all three, they do have like these moving, beautiful ballads, they do these fun dance numbers, and then they have like these good mid-tempo songs that are really good too. Uh, so they have wide range, and... I think if you sit down with them and spend time with them, I think you'll find a track that really captures and moves you. Uh, like I said, Silent Night really won, really won me over. And their most recent track is uh, the same name as their latest album, uh, Shinu Hodoski. And that's also really, really good. And that made my own Gaku go. So I... I, I I think I'll probably be talking about that at the end of the year. I don't know. It's a crowded year. It's hard to believe, but it is. Uh, but it that song's easily in my top 10. Uh, it might be in my top five. It's really, really good. And uh, I highly recommend it as well. Um, but Ken, uh, I am curious. Uh, what did you think of White Jam? So... They are really, really good. I really enjoyed my time with them. The only criticism that I would have to give is that on certain tracks, especially with um, throughout their TikTok EP and TikTok the song, um, some of them do use autotune, and it really irritates the hell out of me when someone uses um, when someone uses autotune, especially when I know that vocalist is a good ass vocalist. It really doesn't help them overall because you got both Nikki and and Shido's vocals who are, they're just really really strong vocalists in and of themselves, and you got them sometimes dabbing into the the autotune and it really irritates the hell out of me. But besides that, they are really really strong vocalists, and you are right, they are very LOL light. And I could see why you initially liked them. Now, this is one thing that I kind of wanted to focus on. On, you know, you did mention that they were in the industry since 2011. Now, for I'm I'm just gonna I'll, I'll come back to this on why the reason why I'm bringing this up. But for certain artists, let. I'm going to mention several artists here, and I want to see if you really like these particular songs done by this artist. Okay. Hit me. Okay. So for The the Ice, do you yes. like any of the following songs? Super Fiction, Up to the Stars, Cynical Life, I Got Your, I Got Your Back, Starting up, I'll be back, or splash. Um, that is hard. Uh, so, um, up to the stars is is really good. Uh, super fiction's okay. I mm -hmm. that that one I'm kind of eh on. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see, cynical life is okay too. Trying to remember mm -hmm. all the ones you listed off. I got your back. 
I got your back. I got your back is really good. That's a really good track. Okay. Now for LOL, there is a song called I Think of You. What do you think of that song? I, I love it. Okay. What about for Arashi? There is a song called A Song for You. It came back about two years, like three years ago. I, I do remember liking that song when we did our roundup. Okay. Our, our artist spotlight. That that was one of the ones I I start. I I I don't think I it made my top five, uh, but mm-hmm. but it was one of the ones that I noted down as liking. Yes. Okay. For six tones, Ram Pom Pom, Telephone, You and I, and Mad Love. It might be difficult for six tones because unless they were in the singles, probably we wouldn't have gotten. To yeah, them. I I don't know if I've. I, I'm willing to bet I might have heard one of those songs, but I couldn't tell you yeah. off the top of my head if I liked them or not. Okay, and then for AAA, Still Love You, Last Love, and Perfect. Yeah, I remember liking all three of those. And then for Toho Shinki, uh, One More Thing. Do you think I've heard that one? Okay. The reason why I bring this up, and I'm kind of a little surprised that you never mentioned this, Shiro <laughs> Shirose wrote all of those songs. Nice. No, I had no idea. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I did not. How did you come across that? I looked it up. Oh. <laughs> uh, it, it, I didn't see anything about it on their uh, their official website page is uh, pretty bare bones. They, pro- they probably don't want to pimp out other people's works. Yeah, yeah, their uh, their stuff is pretty bare bones, and I tried it. I actually had a hard time coming up with uh, the background information for this group because I, I was like, man, there's hardly anybody's wrote about them. So I, I kind of I missed that, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, Shirose is a really good. I, I know he's a really good uh, composer. It, at the very least, he plays the piano because you see him playing the piano in Silent Night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like I. I but uh, I will say it, it's a shame he farmed out all those all those tracks because I mean the guy's talented enough he probably could do them himself. So he was the either the lyricist he wrote the song or he composed all these songs for dice nice nice yeah up to the stars is really good up to the stars is really good uh cynical life is okay I mean, that one's okay it's a little repetitive super fictions also okay there's a couple of see i don't know if it's the song or if it's the uh, the guys like there's a couple of notes that they hit really awkward in in Superfiction, mm. and that mm. kind of just throws me out of the song a little bit. So it could be just because you know that is that does have Sky High in it too. Yeah. So it could have been tried to when they do write these songs, they probably try to write for one person and don't think about the other person in there, or they think about the guest vocalist and not yes. so much the notes that they can possibly hit as well. Now, uh, Toki, uh, we actually, me and Luna talked about Toki last, uh, when we covered, uh, when, when we did the, uh, male pop groups, uh, that was one of the, that was one of the songs I picked, although I did the acoustic version over the original. 
because the acoustic version is very very pretty well i mean he just did the lyrical composition for yeah. that so yeah but no uh it's nice to know that um shirose is a talented uh com- composer and writer too so, I mean, that that's one thing that really stood out to me and probably the reason why they've been in the business as long as they have been <laughs> without really much, like, discography-wise. So, I mean, you got four full albums and, like, four mini-albums, or six mini-albums as well, so... There's that. Yeah. But overall, I've enjoyed my time with Y Jam, and I'm really looking forward to whatever new releases they have up next so thank you for introducing them to us and i can't wait yeah i'm I'm glad you guys like them and uh i i'm eager to see what they do next as well and i'm hoping they'll have another release by the time we get to the roundup we're getting kind of close to that and i'm i'm worried they're probably not going to have anything but uh, still, I am pretty hyped for their next release. I wasn't expecting to come out a super fan, but I, I've had these guys on repeat all week. I've I've listened to their best of album north of ten times in the past three days. Like I just well, I mean, this will be this time around the roundup will be very very interesting because either one of us wasn't here. So <laughs> true, true. It's there's only like a handful. No, all of almost you've all been, of them you you you've been in all of them at least and then i've i've i missed a majority and i think luna is only gonna miss like three or four i missed one of i missed one of yours when i was at the beach mm. yeah but other than that yeah I've, I've gotten all of them so there's that but yeah with that, let's continue on to the oricon here now as we said on the top of the episode what did you think is the song that I've chosen before I've even listened to the Oricon that I was a fan of. Now, for clarification, is it any on, on any of them on here on the top? Or are we talking about just the new ones? No, no, no. They're 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 in the top ten. Um. Oh, I, so I I have a gut feeling. Uh. I have a gut feeling it's number five. You are but wrong. I want, I want to say it's number... Uh, I, I was thinking it was either uh, number five or number seven. You are wrong on both accounts. <laughs> wow, I missed it entirely. Then it has to be... Uh, six? No, it couldn't no? be six. Uh, number four... Although you've talked about number four before. I know you like that one. We talked about number four. Oh, number ten. No, no, I hate it, Idol. Okay. <laughs> I hate it. Okay. Yeah, you're fu- <laughs> uh, number one? Yes, I really liked the top song for number one, which was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll get to it, but yes, that that was a th- that was a surprise. I will I will go ahead and tell you. I'm I'm actually shocked you liked that song. Uh, but I, I did too. I like I liked it. I I did not think I'd like Let's it at all. Say, let, 
We'll we'll get to it, but I was just so off-putted by three that one kind of swooped up and kind of took anything. <laughs> it's like, oh, any, oh. any criticisms that I had. But I really liked, because it was released last, uh, two weeks prior, and I've, I've, I've listened to it. I've always listened to the new releases, no matter kind of yeah, what no, it is. So. No, no matter what, yeah. You know. Yeah. So even though I didn't know if it was going to reach the Oricon or not, I already knew that. I was like, oh, yeah, real is fairly good. And it's the first J01 song that I actually can tolerate. So. <laughs> I mean, you're in the same and that boat says there. A lot for... <laughs> and that says a lot, to, to be perfectly honest. But let's continue on to the Oricon here. At number 10, it is Elephone Riot by... Shiritsu Ebitsu Chugaku, the lovely idol group here, and I missed your talks last week about this, so what did you originally thought of this release? Uh, it was okay. I uh, wasn't too crazy about it. It's definitely, you know, Sister Momo Ilo Clover Z work, but it's, it's alright. I wouldn't run out and buy this track for any particular reason, and I thought it was mildly forgettable. Other than that, nothing too crazy. What did you think about it? Besides the fact you hated I, it, I I I I absolutely hated it, <laughs> and which is funny because like you know it's really weird because I know you're a fan of this particular corporation because yes. it's Stardust, it's uh, yes. Stardust that does it that 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 has them. So I I figured that you would have been a, a much more bigger fan than you were of them, but you're kind of just lukewarm on it from what I can tell. Yes. Yeah, it's okay. It's. It, it doesn't break the bank or do anything special about it. Uh, so, uh, for, yeah, for me, like, I was like, it's okay. I think they, I think that particular group has had a, a track or two that I've, I've liked drop, but overall, I've, I, I don't, I, that's one group I've always struggled a little bit. Uh, Shinritsu, Ebisu, Chugaku. I've always struggled a little bit liking their work. It's, it's not particularly bad. Or any anything hmm. like that. It's just not, uh, it's not memorable, or it doesn't really stick with you. To me, at least, it's just like, oh, okay, this is a song. It's it, it's fine for what it is, and then you just kind of go on yeah. about your business. And I, and I mean, you know, there are three big female idol so- or groups are like probably more much more of a bigger winner here. But I know for you, you specifically like all their male idols i i know just by looking yes. at what they have here you know they do you i see four of them that i already know that you like which is um dish milk one and only ambidus and um tochokyu so yeah 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 i i, I like their male idol stuff a bit more than i do their their female idol idol because this... i think that's also because i think that's also because you kind of really went hard on the boy group stuff I, I did go hard on the boy groups it, it's I, lo- I love my evolution of how things went because i first started going like really hard on the gor- girl groups and i couldn't get into the boy groups and then when i finally got into the boy groups i just went like into the deep end and now yeah, I, yeah, now yeah, i tend to wanna... like more of the boy group stuff than yeah. i do the it's the vocals i i like yeah. that vocal intensive performance and girl yeah. idol groups tend to not do that. I think that's what makes well, Little Glee Monster stand the, out so much. I mean, that's well. I mean, they kind of graduated from becoming an idol group anyway. But yeah. I mean, that's the same thing of what my criticisms of idols is right now because it just sounds all the same at a certain point. Yeah. Without you really innovating what what's what the industry 
unless you really want to stand out if you do traditional idol stuff you're gonna really sound the same yeah to be honest but regardless, Elfone Riot sold a lovely 21,480 points this week. And continuing on up to number 9, it is Kaibutsu and Yashisu Shuisei by Yao Sobi. This week it sold a lovely 23,194 points. Going on up to number 8, it is Dry Flower by Yuri. And this week it sold a lovely 25,188 points. And going on up... To number 7, it is Crybaby by Official Hige Dandism. Probably the bump from editorial really helped it. And this week, it sold a lovely 26,414 points. And going on up to number 6, it is Mascara by Stones here. And because I'm pretty sure they were number 1 last week, what did you think about yes. them? I, I I really like this track. I, I think uh, it's another, it's a continuation in that direction that we we talked about you know from kohaku to to here it's a really good track it's a fun little dance number and i really liked it a lot i think stones are really on top of their game i like it's very obvious why it sold what it was it was my song of the week last week and that it was a tough choice last week honestly but I think Mascara won it out, and I really liked it. And I, I, I don't think it's their best song to date, but it's really, really good. And like I said, it continues that direction that they're going in. So I, I like they're two for two for me as of this year. Like I've really liked uh, the two that they've dropped this year, and I am very eager to hear what they do next. Well, personally, I really liked Hello, Hello, which is the single before this release. Yes. So. <laughs> I think that song's better. I, I will agree, yeah. 100%. And, you know, you know, going back on Stones here and the evolution of their style, which is fine. It's, it's great that they kind of found their niche of what they need to kind of be, and that is that in-between of the traditional Johnny style and a little bit more of the dance stuff. And this is the kind of middle ground that actually really does work. And Mascara really proves that point that, you know, with the right, I guess, composition or composer, it really does help. And, you know, Suneta Taiki, who is from from King New, did the composition for the song. And it really, really shows because it does have a little bit more of that rock style in this. And I really dove loved it because of that. Yeah, no, I can totally see that it, I can really hear that now, now that you mention it, it's definitely like, you can really hear that King new influence. I can, I can totally hear that. But yeah, regardless, Mascara sold a lovely 28,611 points here. And going on up to number 5, it is Suihei Sen by the lovely back number here. Now, this was another... This was another song that I listened to before we actually did the Oricon because it was in my lovely list of things to listen to here. But what did you think about it originally? Yeah, no, I really like this track. It's 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 really hard. I I like this and I, I like the number one track of the week. So I struggling which one I like more. 
at this point, but I think this is a stellar track by Back Number. It's really, really good. Great vocal work done by the lead vocalist, and it's got a really good song composition that really just pulls the listener in. I think these guys did a fantastic job with uh, Sui Heisen, and I, I, I think I the they've really been on a uh, like on a trajectory as of late because uh, their last release, uh, I can't remember the Japanese word for, it, but Phantom Thief uh, was really good too. You don't know the Japanese word for Phantom Thief, really, it's, Mr. Persona 5? <laughs> I, I know. I, I'm I'm a bad, bad man. Even even before Persona 5, there's a character in Case Close called Kaito Kito! Yeah, which is the Phantom uh, Kid, kid. And, which is Kaito. Yeah, Kaito. <laughs> I don't, like, uh, you know how bad my memory is. So, <laughs> I, I'm going to lean on that, like, bad memory. This, like I knew it two weeks right. ago, but yeah, I did. But, I did not know it in this no, moment it, for whatever reason. You know, I I kind of agree with you with that because they could have easily went on the the not not lazy side, but really bank on the success of Kaito and kind of follow in that style. But Sui Hansen doesn't do that. They change kind of styles and genres completely to a much more power ballad rock style yes which really ends up doing very well for them especially around this time yeah yeah like they they went in a really good and smart direction with this track and like i said it's it's really really good and um you know i'm glad uh back numbers because i mean they've been around a while but they've had a real surge of successes of late and i'm really glad to see these guys kind of going to the top uh, like they have been and uh i'm pretty eager to see what they do next yes 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 i mean they they started around the same time as white jam as well so there there's probably just around that and i've known a back number for the longest time as well so it's good that their their popularity is finally hitting their stride so Regardless, Sui Hansen so the lovely 31,028 points here. And going on up to number four, it is you by Millennium Parade slash Bell. Now, it, it's very interesting kind of being removed from this after a while and kind of looking up more information about the the movie because i i wasn't really interested because i i like i've i've mentioned to you before we even started um it, it takes a while for me to watch an anime movie let's just say that much or anything popular for that matter and basically i found out this this is just an anime version or anime twist on beauty and the beast oh i can see that maybe i, like, I haven't you seen watched, the movie but it, and if you watch the trailer, like, if you really, really watch the trailer for it, you'll understand what I meant about anime version of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> so. But I, I ended up really, really liking it once again. And, you know, and a lot of people still do because of the popularity of the film. So. Regardless, you sold the lovely 34,548 points. And going on up to number three, it is Shining One by B First. Now, this, I believe this is their their debut, but let me just double check that real fast. 
Yeah, this is literally the only song they've released. Yeah. Yeah, this is their debut. So... (laughs) Now, it's very interesting as of late because these groups are popping up a literally dime a dozen now, and they are trying to really bridge that gap of J-pop and K-pop here. And they have several members from Korea and several members from Japan in this group as well. And it was interesting, to say the least, to hear Shining One. What what, what did you think about it, Gray? It, it's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not... I, I have learned you can do a hybrid of Korean style and Japanese style and, and it'd be good. But I've learned that it's a lot trickier and not just anybody can do that. And so it, it is definitely, I see what they're trying to do. I don't think they succeed in doing it. Uh, the auto tuning in the back's not helping it much either. Uh, it's It's okay on a whole. I don't think this is a terrible song by any means. But I don't think it stands out in any meaningful manner either, despite its name. I don't think it shines at all. I think it's very by the book almost, at least in well, the at least in the hybrid I, Korean Japanese genre. I, I'd say it's by the book. Yeah. Well, I also think that you know, any criticisms that we have towards these artists, we have to take it at the point of we could probably not be the audience that they're going for. Oh yeah, as yeah. Well. Uh, oh, and so I, I, I acknowledge that wholeheartedly. I, I don't. I, I'm a hundred percent certain. I'm probably not the audience for Shining One, but I don't think I'm yeah. the target audience for Number One either. And I still think they cranked out a banger. Well, for this, I don't <laughs> think we're the target audience for the specific genre as a yes, whole. Yes. And as as people that we, as a a group that we are covering wholeheartedly over the Japanese music industry, we have to kind of just accept that. And, you know, I know that it doesn't limit ourselves to this. And I've know that you, you have had problems with you Sobi as well. And I also yeah. just think that that's just a, a target audience demographic generation kind of thing, because I completely understand your criticisms and I completely understand why they are, what they are it's because of the generation that we are in right now probably yeah because you know i'm in my early 30s i'm in that transitory generation like i I, people stop really shifting things toward me and they start going toward the the young younger people and that's fine and that's fair and stuff yeah but uh yeah no it's just and and yeah yeah you know this hasn't really been the shining star of what probably the debut that they wanted towards us but i yes. understand that this this is popular and i i can't can't really deny that and yeah. you know the beats are really what it is for what that style is i can't help but be like yeah yeah for a debut they kind of need to be by the numbers but they haven't been a flash it's not a flash in the pan yet. I think it needs to be a simmer kind of thing. N- kind of like our, our tone towards for Stones and... Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm forgetting their, their, their counterpart. <laughs> oh, uh, Snowman. Snowman. I, I like how the like their counterparts with Stones and Snowman, 
their Japanese counterparts, that is. I think they need to just find themselves just a bit, and they kind of went back on what is popular at the time. Granted, what it is, you know, a debut is a debut, and I'll still kind of wait till three releases before I can kind of release this, before I can really kind of judge them. But you are right, in a way, Gray. This is, by the books, kind of that mixture of J-pop, K-pop style, and I kind of can't agree with that as of right now. They need to do something that really stands out from the rest, otherwise they're just going to be lost in the shuffle of the by the number of groups that are debuting right now. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, I understand that it's a very popular genre, and, and that's fine. I, like, I know that's not for me, but, you, you know, I, I do think, like, if you're going to go in that in that way, I, th- I think you need to stand out just a, a smidge more than what they did because, I, I mean, like I said, like that song was as by the book as it gets. I think they opened the playbook and just went it was like, oh, this, this went line for line almost. Uh, yeah, and, and, and like and I said, was, you know, probably because of how this group was made, it was probably the the song that won their audition. And obviously, if you're gonna, you're probably gonna do the song that won your audition as a major release beforehand. So, and we haven't seen anything else, but we'll have to just kind of wait, kind of. Same, I I can agree with that. Yes, because, you know, my my entire line will shift pretty soon, and once we get to our number one, so, but, shining one. Sold a w- wonderful 46,200 points here. And going on up to number two, it is Butter by BTS. Still want that BTS meal, so I'm wanting nah. chicken and nuggets right now. I will, I will say, gets, it, I think this song is setting the record for like number of weeks at number two. Like this thing has not budged in two months. Like yeah, very yeah, consistent yeah. number two. It's, it's, it's very impressive. <laughs> but regardless... Butter so the lovely sixty three thousand six hundred and thirty three points here, and going on up, it is the lovely mini album Stranger by J O One. So the track of the that probably won it for everyone. It is the top track, which is real. Now I completely understand why I like this song, but why did it really stand out for you for this release? Honestly, it wasn't and what I was expecting. What? Oh. Sorry, I, I and thought you were what done. did they do different? And what did they do differently? No, I kind of butt into there because what yeah. did they do differently compared to to be first? Because you know this is literally the exact same type of genre and style yes. that they are going for. Uh, honestly, I think it's mostly the composition that really helps this song, like really elevate it to the top. Because uh, I do, it's a really good composition it's a little bit more complex than what you typically see in this genre there's a little bit more musicality to it and i love that i think it's a really good it's a it's a good dance number too and it's got like that that like k k-pop beat to it in the background as well uh with some really really good vocals and you really get to hear that in the song i th- i think they I, I think in a lot of ways, uh, this song was... I mean, when I saw J-O-1 was number one, I groaned. I, I literally did. I didn't think I, I it'd be remotely this good. 
And then halfway through it, like, I'm bobbing my head. I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, and I think, you know, uh, this real at least shows, like, you should never completely write off any any group or whatnot because, I mean, they can always drop something that really shifts your focus and perspective. So, yeah, it's it was a very interesting track. I, was, it was, I wasn't expecting it at all. Like, I was expecting more of that minimalist... Um, stuff that they've been releasing that's just more Korean than Japanese sort of thing. Like I, and I think real achieves a better balance. Like if you're going to do the hybrid thing, it, it needs to be 50, 50. Like even if it was, even though I prefer Japanese over K-pop, like it shouldn't be 75, 25, you know what I'm saying? Like it needs to be a good 50, 50 split. Or uh, even that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and like, there's been like a lot of other tracks where it's like, I didn't, you don't hear any Japanese influence in it at all. It's, it's just, it sounds like a, it sounds like a K-pop song, but with Japanese guys in it. So there, there is that too, that really just was frustrating me with this group. But yeah, no, I think real is, a step. I I don't know if they're going to continue down this road. I don't know if this is a one-off. Uh, if this is like a new direction for the group, or if this is just kind of like a one-time thing or one. I hope it's not because, like I, I think this is their best song. This is the only song that they've done that I've really liked, and uh, I would hate for them to go back to me not liking them at all. So I, I hope they kind of go in this direction, but. And I mean, this style sells. They, I mean, they're number one. They, they, they had a stellar week. So I, I'm, I would like to see more in this vein. And I think, and there's a lot of room to play in this as well. I think there's a lot of ways they can expand on this. And after hearing their vocals, uh, I haven't checked out the rest of their release, but man, I'd love to hear them like kill a ballad. Because I think they could do it. Yeah, so uh, I'll be kind of taking over here. And, you know, with the lovely boys or the lovely production that is Produce 101 and Produce 101 Japan, it's really difficult to kind of judge these groups because they either go one way or the other and not really do a perfect balance. And Real kind of does that. Uh, and by the way, Gray, you should listen to the whole EP because I think well not so much a ballad but it's a little bit more slower on a couple of the other ones you got Icarus which is also fairly good State is is alright it's a little bit more more slower in the composition but you might not like the minimalist style of that composition but it's more vocal heavy compared to their other songs in that one. And I'll say this much, you know, I might have a gripe with JO1's regular releases with their top tracks, but their B-side tracks are really good. And I've always kind of talked about this with JO1. And, you know, with them, it's kind of the same thing that I have with Razor Sulin for Bang Dream, where the top song is usually the one that gets attention, but the B-sides tracks is the other songs that really kind of draw me in, because they're not limited to what 
the music video or what they need to get done be presented and they kind of can do their own thing granted you know sometimes that's not for everyone and this style is something that probably isn't for us but I would love to hear what Luna has to say about this because I'm pretty sure she really liked real as well so but regardless this week they sold a phenomenally over 298,504 points here and with that let's kind of go over to the albums real fast and we got Live Beyond by Poppin' Party, so congratulations to them. That's the third album, I believe. And then we got Fantastic Voyage by The Fantastics from Exile Tribe. I'm I'm pretty surprised you didn't mention them at all, too. <laughs> I, I have not. I saw that album earlier today, and I honestly forgot that that was coming out. And I have not got obviously since I forgot about it, I haven't gotten around to listening to it. But it is on, I did take mental note of that. And I hope to listen to that sometime within the next week or so. So I'm, it's definitely shortlist and I am hyped for that. So I will check it out soon. I, I can't wait. And I'm glad these guys were able to uh, make the chart. Yeah. So also, Shiritsu Ebitsu Chugaku released an LP for their Famine album and that also kind of sold well at number six best of kiss my futo at number five get the soundtrack for the the ryu to sobakasu no hime so the bell bell movie as well at number four you got tomorrow x together with their their latest album chaos chapter at number two and at number one surprising nobody editorial by official yidandism probably helped with the numbers there but but yeah with that i want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of ungakuryu you can find us on all podcast streaming services by looking up ungakuryu obviously if you look this up you can find our social media stuff at ungakuryu on twitter and instagram you can follow our affiliates karyu hunter who is a rpg retro streamer as of late and he's been going through Pokemon Crystal version. So you can check him out at twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out our other affiliate, TimberTaff, who is a variety streamer. And will be starting up Yakuza 7 Like a Dragon very soon for our lovely, lovely month of Yachttember. You can check that out at twitch.tv slash timbertaft t-i-m-b-e-r-t-a-f-t you can also check out luna sister rose who's been kind of going through final fantasy 14 as of late so you can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty r-a-i-n-s-t-a-r-k-i-t-t-y and lastly you can check out fangirl has no name who is a variety streamer in and of herself and is in love with the zelda community you can check her out at twitch.tv Slash Fangirl has no name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast with me, Kyo, Timber, and Fangirl called Potosaurus. This week we talked about a bunch of very, very interesting things because nothing is has been going on as of late. We talked about Star Ocean, 
Boyfriend Dungeon, which is, <laughs> that's a game. Uh, we talked about Doink the Clown for some strange reason. But if you want to hear what we have to say about Doink the Clown, go check us out by looking up Koryu Hunter, same as his Twitch handle, across all podcast streaming services. You can find Luna at LunaMarie87 across all social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram and my anime list. You can follow me on Twitter at OTYCan1 where I talk about Bang Dream, Ainaiba, Roboco, Herobo, and more Ainaiba. And where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OngakuGray where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. I was giving my two cents on Into the Woods uh, earlier today, so if you're interested in what I have to say, just follow me there. With that, I want to say thank you so very much for listening to this week's episode of Ungakudu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Aloha. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll be right back here next time. Bye-bye.